0: word this morning i asked O oh lord in heaven that you will minister through me that lord you will speak life to our ears to our hearing oh god and may our lives be transformed in the name of jesus blessed be your holy name O oh god in heaven in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen 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 god is good and all the time god is good amen amen praise god hallelujah let us quickly open our Bibles to the book of Luke, to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22 from verses 39 to 46, Luke 32, 22 rather, from verses 39 to 46, Amen, Hallelujah, and now the Bible says, let's read together one to go. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will yours be done and he says in the verses 43 then an angel appeared to him from heaven threatening him and being in agony he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like the droplets of blood falling down to the ground when he arose from prayer and had come to his disciples he found them sleeping from sorrow then he said to them why do you sleep rise and pray lest you enter into temptation hallelujah rise and pray lest you enter into temptation sweet holy spirit we ask that lord you would breathe your life into my words and may we all be edified in the name of jesus blessed be your holy name O god in heaven in jesus name we have prayed Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Quickly, we're carrying on from where we left off last week. We're looking at all throughout the month for those, um, who happen to be joining us either online or on site. And today happens to be your very first day in this month of August. Um, we're looking at the subject, um, the burdens of alignment. Um, this is an offshoot from the theme of the month, which is divine alignment. Hallelujah. Praise God. And just to give a brief recap of what I'm saying, um, I remember when I started this sermon last week, I carried on by saying that the reason why the Bible was given to us, that the only reason why the Bible was given to us is because it is the most consistent or it is the only consistent and the most reliable way of getting to know God. Hallelujah. If there is any way that anybody decides to know God, perhaps you're not saved and your desire is that you know what? I want to grow into a relationship with God. The only way is what? The Bible. As a matter of fact, Jesus said that indeed that what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. If anybody must access the Father, you must go what? Through me. And Jesus is known to be what? The Logos. Hallelujah. So the scripture is the only means through which you and I can get to know God. Hallelujah. So even if at the point of your life you desire that you know what, in this year, I, I want to grow in the things of the Spirit. Um, you You may read books about the Bible. The, all they can do is to explain better what the Bible says. However, the origin of what is in those books is taken from no other place but the Bible. And I carried on saying that, you know, imagine if God was to be a woman. Praise God! You know, one of the things that I find very fascinating is that you know women are very complex. Praise God! I'm not being chauvinistic or anything, but you know, um, for example, I ask my wife, "Are you okay?" I and I know deep down that she's not okay, but she say, "I'm fine." I will only be foolish to believe that that she's really fine. Praise God! but it will take much probing and much inquiry before she opens up and says, okay, fine, this is actually what is going on. But for a man, it's just plain and simple. Are you okay? Yes. No. Life goes on. you know. And so you begin to understand that if God was to be either man or woman or God having mood swings, that simply means that if you try to know God, the same God you met yesterday might not be the same person you would meet tomorrow. Praise God. And so, isn't it one of those that, you know, thank God that God is not man. Praise God. Why? Because you could even have friends that you grew up together, you did everything together, and all of a sudden, you departed ways. Coming back together again, expecting things to be the same, and they are totally opposite of what you thought them to be. But God is consistent. And why do we know this? Is because the Bible tells us that what? I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so when it comes to the things of God, you begin to understand that in every relationship, that if you want to grow in that relationship, that's why, for instance, when subconsciously or consciously, when you're choosing the people in your life, you choose them based on the things you like. Praise God. Am I making sense? Praise God. And those are the relationships that you invest in. Praise God. And so the same thing is with God. That if you want to grow in a relationship with God, you begin to notice patterns in God's attributes that you say, you know what, that this is where I want to know God. Because with God, there are consistent patterns of how he behaves, how he deals with us. And so for that reason, there is no change in said That in him, there is no shadow of variation. And I said here that in every relationship, growth in that relationship starts when we invest in relationships where we see over time, patterns that are consistent with our personal values praise the lord hallelujah and the same thing is with god and so that when you read the bible your main interest should be i want to begin to notice certain patterns about god that is why somebody will say that you know what i know that my god can never fail that you know that if you serve this god that my god is not you know i remember then growing up in the faith although i'm still growing you know one of the things that really charged me to want to know god more is that you know i will hear a man of god say that you know my god is not a robber you know that whatever you do my god will reward you and for those things you know it began to motivate me that if god truly is a rewarder then that means whatever i do be it in secret or in the open i know that definitely certainly god will definitely reward me Praise God. Because all through scripture, you see that God operates a reward system. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so so that's why, you know, Paul began to encourage and say, you know what? Do not be weary in doing good. Because it may take, although it may take time, but eventually you will be what? Rewarded. Hallelujah. You know, I'm just trying to encourage somebody that perhaps you have prayed to God about certain things. And it did not seem like it was going to happen. Praise God. That perhaps you have waited on God for some certain things and it did not happen. But I want to assure you that the same God who made that promise is more than able to make that promise come to pass. If at all you are ever discouraged, look at the story of Abraham. God encountered Abraham at 75. Praise God. But when did Abraham have his Isaac? And so forth, you must settle it in your heart that what this God is capable of being trusted praise god and so when we read the bible we should begin to let our quest be that i want to begin to see patterns in the scriptures that begins to show me truly who god is in in my life hallelujah praise god okay and i carried on saying that and so when we see through scriptures there is there's a silver lining that goes through from genesis to revelation is that i call them the patterns of god and i said that because whenever you see god dealing with someone he first of all starts with a promise praise god and from that promise then he institutes a plan a plan in in other words how am i going to fulfill those promise in this person's life and when that plan is established then there is a process that is initiated and it's in that process that you and i find our purpose Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we know that the Bible told that God's desire is that what? No man should perish. That's his desire. So perhaps that's you can say that's his promise. Now there is a plan. How do I make this thing possible that no man should perish? I will send my son Jesus Christ. Praise God. And now the process of us not perishing is that what? Whoever believes, praise God, that Jesus is Lord would what? Not perish, but have eternal life. And that is the same pattern that in your life, it will always follow this sequence. Praise God. Now, we see that even in the life of Abraham, that the very first encounter God will have with Abraham in Genesis 12, God told Abraham and said, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And "And I, God, will make you. That's the promise. Praise God. I, I, God, will make you. And he said, you know what? I will make you a great nation. I will bless thee and I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Praise God. Now, you may be asking, why is all this important? It's important because God has made a promise. Praise God. To you and to me. It's an overarching promise for us as Christians, but there are individual promises that God has made to you and I. One of them being Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God was saying that what? The thoughts that I think towards you, that these thoughts are thoughts of good and never of evil, but what to bring you to an expected end. In other words, there is an end that I have in mind for you and for me. And until that end is made manifest, I will not stop. Praise God. And so that should be a source of encouragement, source of hope that you know what, this is definitely not my end. Praise God. And it's important because God has made a promise and he has a plan in fulfilling that promise. And also there is certainly a process to how that promise will be fulfilled. But again, it's in this process that you and I identify our purpose. Now, I said this all because one of the greatest dangers that can ever happen to anybody Praise God. Is to be in a place where God is moving and not be part of it. Praise God. The greatest thing that can or the worst thing that can happen to anybody is to be in a church, in a city, in a town amongst people where God is moving and yet you can you are not part of that move. Praise God. Why? Because it's almost like saying that you have no use or relevance. And like I said earlier on in the morning, everybody's desire is to know that my life must count for something. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we see that even in the scriptures in John chapter 5, the Bible tells us about a man who was at the pool of Bethesda. That this man has been crippled for 38 years. And he said that what every time, Excuse me, that every time an angel will come and stir up the water, but he's not able to enter into that move. That the angel will come stir up that water, but it says whoever plugs into it. I'm saying this because when God wants to do things, He's looking for those who will align to what God is doing. Praise God. That's where you and I find meaning when we choose to know what I want to plug into what God is doing. Praise God. And so, for instance, your desire should be, what is God doing in this church? You know, a man of God said something. And he said that the reality of it is that you don't need to, you don't need to invent a move or start a movement. That the move of God is like somebody who goes surfing. That when you go surfing, you don't go around looking for waves. All you need to do is just to ride on the waves. Simple. And you keep going. And so every time God is moving, but the question is, are you part of that move? Praise God. And that is where divine alignment is coming into play. Praise the Lord. Because I said that what a divine alignment takes place when what? God uses the events and circumstances in your life to bring you into his will. Whether you like it or not. And for me personally speaking, when a divine alignment takes place in your life is a proof of God's mercy towards you. Why? Because you and I will be judged on whether we did what God called us to do or not. Praise God. And so when God interrupts your life and uses that interruption to bring you into what he truly wants you to do is an evidence of God's mercy. Because at the end of the day, when you are aligned to God's will, and when you are being assessed, when we are called home to be with him, it's a question of how well did you now do what I asked you to do? Praise God. Hallelujah. And so you understand that, you know, when it comes to alignment, there are certain things that we require for alignment. And last week, I started by saying that the number one thing is what? Death or submission. And when I mean death, I don't mean you to die. No. Submission simply means that where you know what, it is no longer about me, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Praise God. And we talked about, and the next one is discipline, pruning, and discernment. And so for this service, and for the remaining time that I have, you know, I will just be going into these points and for us to understand truly what does God really want me to do? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay? And so the very first one again, just to recap, Is what? Submission and death. Praise God. Apostle Paul says what? That for me to live is Christ. Praise God. And to die is what? Gain. I count myself as nothing. My life means nothing to me if it is not used for the cause of the gospel of Jesus. And my question to you and I this morning is this. If we're going to look at the blueprint of your life, can we find Christ in it? praise god because the reality of it is oftentimes when you meet someone you ask somebody oh what do you do we are quick to say oh perhaps i'm a doctor i'm a nurse or i'm an accountant or whatever it is but the reality of it is this that may be your gift but the essence of the gifting is to do the bidding of jesus praise god and so for that reason in the course of what you do If we are going to have an x-ray, can we see how you are using that thing to advance the cause of the gospel? Not everybody will be a pastor preaching on the pulpit. The pulpit is is where you work. How can Christ be revealed in what you do? That's alignment. Praise God, that people can see Jesus truly through you. That somebody can point to you and say, oh, I saw Christ in that person. Therefore, I want to give my life to Christ. That is what it means to align to the will of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number two is discipline. Praise God. That if you and I must truly align to the will of God, we must be disciplined people. Praise God. Now, look at what Paul says here in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. A very, very interesting scripture. Apostle Paul says here that, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? He says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Praise God. Run in such a way that you will obtain it. If you are to break that passage down, you begin to understand that the case is not about running. Praise God. Because sometimes we are so occupied with, oh, I'm running. No. The relevance of that race is that you must win what? The prize. Praise God. And it says, and everyone who competes for the prize is what? Temperate in all things. Temperate simply means that I condition myself in such a way that I must obtain the prize for which I'm running. And it says now they do, now they do this to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Praise God. Discipline. You know, I was reading something, and I found it interesting. You know, one of the things that, whenever the Olympics is happening, we are all excited to watch the race. And now, in that article, it said that for somebody to prepare for the Olympics, it takes an average Olympian four to eight years to prepare praise God four to eight years to prepare now can you imagine someone like Hussein Bolt a hundred meter race perhaps is about 10 seconds or 12 seconds maybe you will spend eight years to run for 10 seconds cause you must put it in perspective but at the end of the day what there is a price And I said it last week that in the boutique of destiny, it comes at a cost. It must cost you something. So for you as an individual, what has following Christ cost you? It will cost you your time. It is not everything that people are doing that you must do. Because alignment simply means that you are saying no to some things and saying yes to Christ. There is an opportunity cost for following Jesus. Praise God. Because you must forego certain things. Praise God, that is what it means to be disciplined in the things of God that perhaps it will have you must, that's why for me, I say it and I'll say it again, if only Sunday, if Sunday is the only time you hear the things of God, permit me to say that you're an irresponsible Christian. Praise God, you are in you're an irresponsible Christian. I don't mean to be insulting however in the context of responsibility responsibility simply means you take ownership praise god we must be disciplined we must be disciplined in all things if christ is who we seek if heaven is our goal then we must consider the things that we do praise god because at the end of the day it is not about running but it's about winning the prize. And that prize is Christ. Praise the Lord. Number three is pruning. Pruning. Now, the Bible says in the book of John chapter 15, from verses 1 to 2, a very, very interesting scripture here. Jesus was speaking and he says, you know, because whenever Christ wants to explain things, I like the fact that he uses um, the things that we are commonly accustomed to because then it deepens our understanding of what Christ is trying to say. Praise God. And so here he said that I am the true vine and what my father is the vine dresser. It says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he does what? He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he does what? He prunes. That's what? It may bear more fruit. Praise God. You see, I wish I could tell you that alignment is easy. But I will be lying." Because if you understand the concept of pruning, you know, when I was, I came across this graphic picture and I was trying to give an illustration of how to prune properly and how to prune wrongly. And if you're to prune a tree properly, you only cut it shortly after the fruit. You're not cutting it from the root because if you cut it from the root, that's the end of it. But what? You cut it shortly after the fruit. Why is that the case? And I began to meditate upon that particular statement. I began to realize that if you and I are to finish well, we must forgo the successes of yesterday. Praise God. Because your enemy of tomorrow is your accomplishment of today. Praise God. Your enemy of tomorrow is what you accomplished today. That is why sometimes, perhaps, you're growing spiritually. You prayed for one hour today, and you are so excited. Guess what? Tomorrow is a new day. Your prayer for one hour yesterday means nothing. Praise God. That is why the Bible said, well, give us our what daily. It's a daily thing. Praise God. That you behaved yourself yesterday does not guarantee you behave tomorrow. And so it must be a daily conscious decision that if I'm to follow Christ, then he must prune me away. Look at what Paul was saying. Paul says in Philippians 3, Philippians 3 from verse 13 to 14. He says, brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended. But one thing that I do is forgetting the things which are behind and reaching for those things which are ahead. He says i press towards the mark for the prize of the higher calling in christ jesus praise god that's why you know someone says something that if you want to succeed as an individual you must always look small in your own eyes that you must always look small in your own eyes because that is the true way to achieve or attain humility Praise God. Yes, you may have accomplished so many things. The world may clap for you. The world may celebrate you. But guess what? You must be willing to throw away those accolades. Because the main person whose accolades matter is the one who sent you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number four. Discernment. Discernment. If you and I are to be aligned to the things of God, we must be men and women of the Spirit. Praise God. What is God doing part-time? What is God saying at this moment? Praise God. What is God requiring of me to do in this season or this phase of my life? The Bible said that the sons of Issachar, what they knew and understood the times. They knew what Israel ought to always do. Praise God. Look at what happened in the life of Jesus in John, 16, in John 6 verse 15. It says, therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Praise God. Mind you, the prophecy had come that he'll be what? The king of the Jews. Because when Herod was saying, who are you going to go and greet the the three wise men? He says, oh, a king! the king of the Jews has been born unto us. And yet the people came to make him king. But why did he run? He was discerning. Praise God. You see, Charles Spurgeon said that what discernment is not simply a matter of telling the difference between right and wrong. Rather, it is the difference between right and almost right. Praise God. Because the truth is that for every right thing, the devil would always give you a similar alternative. But it takes discernment to truly know, is this of God or not of God? Because whatever would take me away from the things of God is never of God. Praise God. That is the litmus test anything that would distract me any person that would distract me from my pursuit of Jesus it's not of god no matter how good or how wonderful that thing may be whether it be it job business opportunity a person or whoever it is so long as you would tolerate my compromise in my faith you are never of god praise the lord and so we must be able to discern what is right and what is almost right because that is the difference between us making it and us derailing entirely. Praise the Lord. You see, whenever I think of discernment, you know, I remember the story of the old and the young prophet. These were two people that God was speaking to when you read, I think, I think it was in the book of 1 Kings 13, I can't remember. God was speaking and he told the young prophet, when you go and deliver my word, do not go back the same way you came. But an old prophet just told him, oh, I'm just a man of God. Why don't the same God who spoke to you spoke to me and is telling me to bring you into my house. And the sad thing about that story is the person who caused the young prophet to derail. The Bible never told us that he was killed. But the person who derailed was killed. Praise God. And so for the fact that your other people are doing it does not guarantee that you should do it. Praise God. It takes discernment to truly know. It takes discernment to truly know that Lord, is this for me or not? Praise God. Hallelujah. And finally, you must be willing to be misunderstood. The reality of it is that if you're aligning to the things of God, the, real, the, the, the Bible said that the things of God is an enemy to the things of this world. And so when you're doing spiritual things, people don't think that it makes sense. I remember when I chose to give my life to Christ for the last time, my parents thought I was crazy. I remember going to one of my uncles then. And he said, oh, you pentecostal people. But the reality of it is they would only misunderstand you for so long. Because if it's truly of God, the Bible said, at the end, it will speak. Because these same people who mocked me are the ones who know me today. Praise God. I remember my my mom, a very, very interesting thing happened. At the time, my family was going through a certain issue. And my mom, then my parents opposed me from... um, joining the pentecostal faith and i mean they did all sorts of emotional blackmail or whatever it is but i knew the god that i was i believed i was so convicted in my innermost being that this is the way that i must go and so something was going on and my mom called me one day and jokingly said please pray you know it seemed like i see it's only you that god is answering his prayers but you see for me that was a testimony for the fact at least you can see Praise God. At least you can see what God is doing. And God being so gracious, at least they know. And so you must be willing to be understood, to be misunderstood. But if you're misunderstood for so long, perhaps you're rebelling. That's the difference between discerning what is right and what is almost right. Praise God. Because if you're being misunderstood for the right reasons, it would not take forever. At some point in time, they will acknowledge who you are. Praise God. Look at this, the passage, Acts chapter 6, 24. Acts chapter 6, verse 24. Paul here, it says that, you know, there was a case where Paul was trying to speak to King Agri- Agrippa. And he says, now, thus he made the defense. Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. I says, much learning is driving you mad. I've never told you perhaps you're being too... What's the word that they use? You are, you are being too, too fanatic about this, your Jesus thing. Can't you just reduce it a bit? Praise God. Every time Jesus, 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 or you want to pray, 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 pray. You know whom you're, you're following. Praise God. You must be willing to be misunderstood. Perhaps God has given you a dream that this is what you should do. Pursue it. So long as you know that it is God who is giving you that dream. Pursue it. They may what? Misunderstand you for some time. But it will not be forever. You know, someone said that if you want to lead a great orchestra, you must learn to turn your back on the crowd. Because the reality of it is, if you allow people, if you live on people's compliments, you will die by their condemnations. That's the reality of life. Because if at any point in time, you're looking for who will tell you, oh, you look nice, you look good, you do this. The day they don't, you make as if you, you, don't, you don't have anything to live for any longer. But the beauty of it is that if it is God who has called you, pursue it with everything that is in you. Because the person who is aligning you is the one who will validate you at the end. Joseph was telling his brothers, look, God has given me a dream. He did not even know what the dream meant. He could interpret it. But he didn't know that without him, Israel as a nation would have been dead. That's the reality of it. That God would use a 17-year-old boy to save a nation. They mocked him. Oh, here comes the dreamer. Let them mock you know, a man of God will say that, you know, until they mock you, God cannot make you. That's the reality of this God, that you must allow them to mock. It's an evidence that you are on the right path. They may call you crazy, so be it. At least any, everybody who achieves something great at some point was called crazy. So why don't you be crazy for the right things? Why don't you be crazy for the right thing? Because at the very end, it will speak. It will speak at the very end. It may not make sense. But when it comes to divine alignment, it is a cost, it is a price you must pay. But let God be God. That's why Paul will say that do not be weary. It can be tiring. You may be tired. You may cry. It's okay. You may feel like giving up. It's okay. But just keep going why because god is the one who called you and he's the one who would validate that which he has done praise god i ended this concluding statement it says the will of god is never exactly what you expect it to be it may seem to be much worse but in the end it is going to be a lot better and a lot bigger it's going to be a lot better and a lot bigger it's going to be a lot better and a lot bigger I want you to say to yourself it is going to be a lot better and much bigger it is going to be a lot better and much bigger it is going to be a lot let it sink into your consciousness because these are the things the foundations that will sustain you the Bible said that what do not despise the days of little beginnings every great thing started small it's okay it's okay let god be god i'm not just begin to bow and just ask for grace to remain steadfast that father in the name of jesus i'm asking for the grace to remain steadfast when other people are losing their faith the bible says that what anybody who puts his hands on the plow and looks back is not worthy of me that father in the name of jesus i ask for grace the grace to be steadfast despite the mockery, despite the condemnation, that Lord, I will remain steadfast in the name of Jesus. That Father, I pray for grace, oh God. Release that grace upon my life. That Lord, your word said that indeed, in my weakness, your grace is sufficient for me. Therefore, I will boast in my weakness that the strength of the Almighty will... Fortify my life in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, O God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Everlasting Father God in heaven, we just want to say thank you for your word that has come to strengthen us even at this hour. We ask, O God in heaven, that this word will stand of an eternal value for us in the name of Jesus. That your grace, O God, would fortify us against the mockeries and the condemnations of men. That, Lord, we will not be moved by their antiques, O God, but, Lord, we will stand steadfast knowing that you are able to fulfill that which you have promised blessed be your holy name O god in heaven in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed before we even end this service i want us to just acknowledge for those of us who are watching us online or those who are here that perhaps you have not given your life to jesus that is the first condition for alignment because the truth is except you acknowledge the one who has called you you have no right for his leading therefore why don't you just say with me and say lord jesus I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me and on the third day you rose again. I ask that you forgive me of my sins, cleanse me with your blood and grant me the privilege to live in the realities of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. For anyone who has said this prayer about here and online, I want you to say congratulations to yourself because you have entered into the best phase of your life. There will be an email at the bottom of your screen. Why don't you do well to send us an email? And as a church, we'll do what we can to extend the love of God towards you, to help you to grow in that which God has ordained for you. Amen.